Good day, my friends, and welcome to another moment, a Black History Moment with Bo. And before we get started this morning, I'd just like to take this time to thank all of my friends and fans that have sent me birthday wishings. I enjoyed reading all of them and answered back as many as I could, but I just want to tell you that I love you and thank you from the bottom of my heart. As they say, I'm just an old piece of leather trying to hold it all together. So let's go on with this trip into darkness. You know, it's my belief that the real reason the white establishment has been so hard on Colin Kaepernick in spite of the fact that his protest was very peacefully done, is to deter other black athletes from also protesting. And I found this statement from James Baldwin the other day. And James said, when any white man in the world picks up a gun and says, give me liberty or give me death, the entire white world applauds. But when a black man says exactly the same thing, word for word, he's judged as a criminal by whites and treated as one. And everything possible is done to make an example of him to ensure there won't be any more like him, unquote. Boy, is that the truth. But now let's slip in the darkness and find out how the black power movement influence the civil rights movement. With a focus on racial pride and self-determination, leaders of the black power movement argued that civil rights activism did not go far enough. By 1966, the civil rights movement had been gaining momentum for more than a decade as thousands of African Americans embraced a strategy of nonviolent protest against racial segregation and demanded equal rights under the law. But for an increasing number of African Americans, particularly young black men and women, that strategy did not go far enough. Protesting segregation, they believed, failed to adequately address the poverty and powerlessness that generations of systemic discrimination and racism had imposed on so many black Americans. Inspired by the principles of racial pride and self-determination expressed by Malcolm X, whose assassination in 1965 had brought even more attention to his ideals, as well as liberation movements in Africa, Asia, and Latin America. The Black Power movement that flourished in the late 1960s and 70s argued that Black Americans should focus on creating economic, social, and political power of their own rather than seek integration into a white-dominated society. Crucially, Black power advocates, particularly more militant groups like the Black Panther Party, did not discount the use of violence, 
but embrace Malcolm X's challenge to pursue freedom, equality, and justice by any means necessary. The emergence of black power as a parallel force alongside the mainstream civil rights movement occurred during the March Against Fear, a voting rights march in Mississippi in June 1966. The march originally began as a solo effort by James Meredith, who had become the first African-American to attend the University of Mississippi, a.k.a. Ole Miss, in 1962. He had set out in June to walk from Memphis, Tennessee to Jackson, Mississippi, a distance of more than 200 miles, to promote black voter registration and protest ongoing discrimination in his home state. But after a white gunman shot and wounded Meredith on a rural road in Mississippi, three major civil rights leaders, Martin Luther King Jr. of the Southern Christian Leadership Conference, Stokey Carmichael of the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, and Floyd McKissick of the Congress of Racial Equality, decided to continue the march against fear in his name. In the days to come, Carmichael, McKissick, and fellow marchers were harassed by onlookers and arrested by local law enforcement while walking through Mississippi. Speaking at a rally of supporters in Greenwood, Mississippi, on June the 16th, Carmichael, who had been released from jail that day, began leading the crowd in a chant of, We Want Black Power. The refrain stood in sharp contrast to many civil rights protests where demonstrators commonly chanted, We Want Freedom. The author Richard Wright had written a book titled Black Power in 1954, and the phrase had been used among other black activists before. Stokely Carmichael was the first to use it as a political slogan in such a public way. As biographer Pennell Joseph writes in Stokely, A Life, the events in Mississippi catapulted Stokely into a political space last occupied by Malcolm X. As he went on TV, news shows was profiled in Ebony and written up in the New York Times under the headline, Black Power Profit. Now, Stokely's growing prominence put him at odds with King, who acknowledged the frustration among many African Americans with the slow pace of change, but didn't see violence and separatism as a viable path forward. With the country mirrored in the Vietnam War, a a war both Carmichael and King spoke out against, and the civil rights movement King had championed losing momentum, the message of the Black Power movement caught on with an increasing number of Black Americans. King and Carmichael renewed their alliance in early 1968 as King was planning his Poor People's Campaign, which aimed to bring thousands of protesters to Washington, D.C. to call for an end to poverty. But in April 1968, 
King was assassinated in Memphis while in town to support a strike by the city's sanitation workers as part of that campaign. In the aftermath of King's murder, a mass outpouring of grief and anger led to riots in more than 100 U.S. cities. Later that year, one of the most visible black power demonstrations took place at the Summer Olympics in Mexico City, where black athletes John Carlos and Tommy Smith raised black glove fists in the air on the metal podium. By 1970, Carmichael, who later changed his name to Kwame Tour, had moved to Africa and the SNCC had supplanted at the forefront of the Black Power Movement by more militant groups such as the Black Panther Party, the U.S. Organization, the Republic of New Africa, and others who saw themselves as the heirs to Malcolm X revolutionary philosophy. Black Panther chapters began operating in a number of cities nationwide where they advocated a 10-point program of socialist revolution backed by armed self-defense. The group's more practical efforts focus on building up the black community through social programs, including free breakfasts for school children. Many in mainstream white society viewed the Black Panthers and other black power groups negatively, dismissing them as violent, anti-white, and anti-law enforcement. And just like King and other civil rights activists before them, the Black Panthers became targets of the FBI's counterintelligence program, which weakened the groups considerably by the mid-1970s through such tactics as spying, wiretapping, filmsy criminal charges, and even assassination. But you know, even after the Black Power movement's decline in the late 1970s, its impact would continue to be felt for generations to come. With this emphasis on Black racial identity, pride, and self-determination, Black power influenced everything from popular culture to education to politics. While the movement's challenge to structural inequalities inspired other groups such as Chicanos, Native Americans, Asian Americans, and LGBTQ, people who pursued their own goals of overcoming discrimination to achieve equal rights. The legacies of both the Black Power and Civil Rights Movement live on in the Black Lives Matter movement. Though Black Lives Matter focuses more specifically on criminal justice reform, it channels the spirit of earlier movements in its effort to combat systemic racism and the social, economic, and political injustices that continue to affect Black Americans. That, my friends, is how the Black Power Movement influenced the Civil Rights Movement. And I will be eternally thankful for the people that created these movements 
and put in motion the start of this battle that we are still in as of today. And I guess I'm kind of partial to Malcolm X because this is a man that I would have loved to sit down and talk with. And a lot of the quotes you hear from me are words of Malcolm X. And that music tells me that it's once more that time. But before I go, I will leave you with this message, which is not Malcolm X, but I am sure he would appreciate. Before you silence yourself to keep the peace, ask yourself, what is the worst thing that can happen if I use my voice? Usually the answer is, this person may dislike me, that's it. If you are silencing yourself for this reason, they already don't like you. They only like a fictional version of you. Raise your voice. Until next time, my friends, it's been my honor.